Hello, powerhouses. Welcome back to the show and another episode of Becoming Powerhouse. Today's guest is super high energy, a ton of fun, and you are going to love her. Angela Prophet is the founder of GSD Creative. She's a productivity expert, podcast host, celebrity wedding and event planner, speaker, and author that travels the world helping CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs, and solopreneurs solopreneurs grow their company brand. As a serial entrepreneur, Angela has spent over two decades mastering effective business processes and consulting for multi-million dollar brands. Angela knows what drives conversations, sold out events, and consumer engagement. And that's not fluff. It's Angela's background in psychology, her effective communication techniques, and the get shit done attitude that helps her drive success. Angela has been featured in media and publications that include TLC, ABC Family, People's Magazine, Success Magazine, US Weekly, just to name a few. In addition to running multiple businesses, Angela has served on the board of Entrepreneurs Organization, a part of the Nashville chapter. She's the social chair, a My EO chair, mentorship chair, and marketing chair at the regional level. This girl can seriously get shit done and is so authentic to her brand. Since 2017, she's been the host of Business Unveiled, a podcast for the hospitality industry, taking you behind the scenes of running a creative business. And when Angela isn't working, you can find her TikToking with her nieces and nephews and learning about the latest advancements in Apple technology. So without further ado, enjoy this interview that we have with Angela Prophet. Welcome to Becoming Powerhouse, where we discuss the tough lessons I've learned while taking my two companies from negative revenue to over seven figures. We'll talk about the raw and vulnerable truths about being boss, as well as tips and strategies you can implement immediately for better business results. I'm your host, Nicole Overcamp, the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Coaching. You can see links and other resources in our notes. Don't forget to head over to Powerhouse money.com to grab your free power her bundle for business and subscribe to our newsletter. Now let's dive in to today's episode. Hey powerhouses, welcome back to another episode of Becoming Powerhouse. I am so excited for the guest that we have today. I know you are absolutely going to love her energy, Angela Prophet. And, and Angela, they already heard your bio and a bit about you. Um, but I would love to hear, and I know they would too, like from your own words in your story, how on earth did you <laughs> get into what you got into and doing what you do, because I've got to tell you, I was looking at your website after you sent your bio, of course, and looking around and I'm like, wow, this is so fascinating. And I, I'm looking at the one picture on your page of what drives me and you look like a carbon copy of Faith Hill. It's like this gorgeous picture. And I'm like, I had to do a double take. And then I'm reading the part where you, you quit your job and you were traveling the country with a country music star. And I'm just like, who is this? You know? So with that said, do tell. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you know, life is crazy. I've been an entrepreneur uh, over two decades now and 
you know, to look back on it and to really like draw out a lifeline of every year, you mm -hmm. know, when you really start your business and to go through the highs and the lows of things, it's just, it's like, wow, okay. But I mean, everything that I have done, I mean, I was raised in a different type of household and I didn't really <laughs> understand that until I went to college and I'm like, oh, other families aren't like my family. My dad was an undercover drug cop and then my brother followed into his steps. And so yeah. we were brought up a little bit differently. No TV. Um, we were library children. And, um, but I was always a little different. I always got in trouble. I always talked. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mother found a note where I was like four years old and exactly what the, the little preschool teacher wrote down about me is still true today. Like I framed it except one thing. And it was about me reading. I was never a good reader. But anyway, <laughs> I, it, my parents were very planned people, mm -hmm. which I grew up in a very planned household. <laughs> I was a competitive gymnast, um, but I had ADHD the whole time. Never knew it until I was later, you know, an adult, but I did what I was supposed to, to do. What my parents said, you know, go to college, get married, have a white picket fence and a dog and a Range Rover and two kids. And that just didn't work out for me. <laughs> I always knew that there was more. And, um, but I went to college to be a, a psychologist and mm -hmm. I started out in nursing and I hated it. I did rotations in a morgue with dead people. I didn't know it was with dead people. Uh, one of the girls that worked there, I taught her in gymnastics. <laughs> it's all a relationship. Everything mm -hmm. I've ever done comes from being a real person and just relate, having a relationship. Yeah. And that's one thing my parents taught me growing up is you always do what you say you are going to do and you always communicate and you follow through and you follow up no matter how difficult it is. And that's how I was raised. And it's amazing how just that sets you apart from everything else. And so, you know, I went down the, the medical career path and worked in healthcare for almost 10 years, but when I moved back home, my parents, friends, kids started to get married and my parents are very involved in the Catholic diocese. In fact, they were head of the funeral committee for several years and they knew me <laughs> and my sister, yeah, <laughs> me and my sister knew how to decorate my family. Uh, my, my dad's brother, my uncle had a wedding venue for 35 years on the mm -hmm. Gulf coast. And so we kind of grew up around it. Like in the sure. summertime, we'd pour sweet tea and cut pie. And, um, and so when you grow up around it, you just don't really know what you're going to have a knack for. Right. And so you like mm -hmm. jump in because you're so pressured when you're 15, 16 years old, what are you going to be when you grow up? And, you know, I loved people and I love to help people, but naturally, you know, then the priest asked, you know, can you help us do flowers? And, you know, for two years, me and my sister just did it for fun at our church. Yeah. We didn't get paid. I mean, we were both in healthcare and people started to ask social media did not exist back then. Let me be very clear. Okay. <laughs> this was like 2001. And so, um, people started to ask. Hey, I'm not Catholic and I'm not getting married there. I'm getting married, you know, these other places. Mm -hmm. And so I told my uncle, he's like, you got to get a business license. You got to, you got to pay tax and you got to do all these things that I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. Literally. I didn't know what net probably <laughs> you would laugh because, you know, with accounting, I was running a business blind for 10 years, y'all. So mm -hmm. when I tell you like, you can change, you can have it all. Uh, you can, like I'm walking proof of it, but going from being in healthcare, starting an event planning company, running that living double lives, you know, for almost 10 mm -hmm. years, Yeah, I'm from Nashville, country music, <laughs> you know, USA. And the thing I, I've learned is when you know how to do a good job and yeah. you, it's not about the money. It really isn't. The money will come when you do what you're passionate about. 
And um, so I was interviewed to do a, a country music. Uh, she was on American Idol. Again, I don't watch TV. Remember, I don't have TV. I don't know who anybody is. Okay. <laughs> and so I get this, you know, NDA stuff, which we we worked with other some mm-hmm. celebrities before, but this was different because it was a television show. And it was going to force me to be out for six months. So I had to resign from my, it was a decision, you know, I had to sure. say, I can't, like I, I have a healthcare job. It's flexible, but not for six months. <laughs> like what? And so I resigned completely out of healthcare. And, um, you know, my parents were pissed, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'm like, I know there's something different. I was married mm-hmm. at the time. My ex-husband was in the military, which we need those people, but I didn't grow up in that atmosphere. And so it yeah. was like culture shock for me. And so that didn't last for, last for a long, great guy, but just not for me, just not sure. for me. I'm a control freak. I don't need the, anybody, you know, controlling me. And I realized that the older I got. Yeah. And so finally, you know, that opportunity came up to, to do this TV show uh, with TLC and Kelly Pickler. And, um, and let me be clear. I don't, I'm not the girl that cares about being on TV because what TV sells in my industry is fake. It's completely yeah. fake. I actually can't stand it <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> because it misrepresents what we do and it diminishes mm-hmm. the value of planning and designing. And anyway, sure. that's a whole different tangent, but it's just, um, what I thought was going to happen. And then what happened didn't happen. Right. And that mm-hmm. happens all the time in life. Sure. So we plan the wedding, we shoot the show a month before it's supposed to, we're supposed to do the wedding and it airs. She says, I don't want to do this anymore. And this is all very public knowledge. I mean, they've talked about it on Ellen mm-hmm. generous and you know, so I'm not sharing anything that people don't know, but she's like, I don't want to do this. I want to go to a private Island where nobody knows who I am by myself. And I want to be yeah. left alone. It's me and him and God and a preacher and you and the photo video person. That's it. And mm-hmm. she's like, her hair makeup person, like, and I'm like, what's in my head? I'm like, what's a private island? Like, I literally had no idea. And um, I ended up finding one that was in Antigua and Jumbie Bay. And that that wedding with seven people who half of us were the vendors. Yeah. Um, that wedding, you know, was all over the magazines and all over the press. And then that resort there called Jumbie Bay, they were like, you're so normal and like happy. And most wedding planners we work with are crazy. And so I started to build a relationship with them. And that's mm-hmm. how I got into doing consulting at the time. They're Rosewood property. Now they're at yeah. Odd which is a European brand, but it's like one opportunity mm-hmm. can completely change your life. And yeah. so, and then that year, um, our town flooded and where I'm from, we had eight displaced events and weddings. And I thought I was in a nightmare. I mean, there's just all kinds of episodes, like really Mm -hmm. awful things that I'm so thankful have actually happened to me (laughs) because COVID I'm like, we got this. I don't know how, but we got this. And, um, it w it wasn't easy to get through, you know, I Mm -hmm. I had a hard time, but, um, you know, we all have a hard time, but the number one thing I would say is everything I've done, which people are like, how old are you? I'm like, here's the thing. I do like three or four big things at once. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that like, that's just not always good. Like you've got to yeah. focus and where you put your energy and where um, there's a saying like, you know, where your energy goes, focus flow, or where your focus goes, energy goes, something like that. But it's true. And EO and not Turner's organization, if I didn't have like that business group to mm-hmm. help keep me more business focused and grounded yeah. and without an accountant and a business manager, like I would just not, I wouldn't be able to operate, right? <laughs> yeah. So the, the point is like, I've done all, I know it's a long story. I've done all I've done because I've learned how to surround myself with the right Mm -hmm. people 
And I've also learned that communication and having very clear processes is the key to your growth and to you scaling and to free up your time. So that's why, you know, that's why I do what I do now. I don't really Mm -hmm. do, I have the event company. I really don't do a lot with it anymore. Um, You know, I have a great team, but it it was very intentional. And that was a Mm -hmm. five-year plan. You know, so every five to 10 years, you know, like we we talked about it, you have a vision board. And it pushes you and it's like to ask yourself, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. And when Andy Bailey asked me that, who is an EO, my very first mentor, um, he's like, you work so much. I mean, we were doing over 250 events a year. I mean, this was years ago, but we don't do that anymore. And I'm like, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that before. I don't Mm -hmm. know what I want. And then I thought after I did that private island wedding, I'm like, I'm going to own a private island and it's going to be the happiest island in the world because there's so much negativity and turmoil in the world. And I mean, again, Mm -hmm. like I worked in a mental hospital, so with very, very sick people and, and then very manipulative people too. And so Mm -hmm. having a front row seat to that, it seemed kind of cheesy, but like, I still meant it. And I I mean, I kind of still do mean it, but like, I'm not buying a private island. Let me be clear. I was going to ask how that progress was. (laughs) Well, we, we looked at, you know, you, you get partners, meet the right people and God like puts different people in your life at different times Mm -hmm. for different reasons. And when you are, when you have the capacity to have, to see those signs and you get like a gut feeling, like I've gotten really good at that. And, uh, and knowing like when to say yes and when to say no, but I also have a business team. So it's like, you know, advisory team, advisory board. And it's like, nope, we're not doing that because of this or yes, we're doing. So I'm very removed from like the day to day. It's very purposeful. So Mm -hmm. my capacity and energy can be put more into the positivity um, and then be a good leader and then teach others, you know, or share with Mm -hmm. others um, that have these problems, challenges, issues, because your number one asset in a business is your people and your number one headache is people. (laughs) So if you don't know how to communicate, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, But, you know, I, again, I'm able to do what I do because I invest Mm -hmm. my time and energy Mm -hmm. into training other people, but Mm -hmm. the secret sauce is doing it with the, based on their personality. And so we hire every team members, vendor, even our clients, like we pre-qualify everybody, mm-hmm. you know, that's a certain type of, of psychology, like in our little methodology yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. I love all of that. And the best part about you is I was like, tell me your story, how you got started. And, and you did that, but while you were doing that, and this is why you're so good at what you do, you dropped like about 10 bombs in terms of like really valuable things for other entrepreneurs to just like absorb and apply like really useful stuff, you know, especially from just like the last thing you just said and, and hiring people and recognizing what they're really good at and plugging them in the right place, like right, butt, right seat. Right. And, and it's funny because I just did a podcast episode on your zone of genius and, and really making sure that you're honing in on that, not just for yourself, but then your employees and recognizing, having them recognize it too. Um, and, and for me, I, I can relate to a lot of what you said as well. I also have ADHD and I feel like a lot of us do. Um, maybe it's just not talked about enough, but you know, and that's part of our genius, you know, we're always able to like innovate and, and be resilient. And, and cause our mind is going like a million miles a minute and you probably yep. need to be corralled a lot, you know? Um, 
which I was laughing when we, during uh, the chat that we had before we started recording, you're like, well, other people run my schedule. They like yeah, someone yeah. literally controls my life. And I'm like sitting here thinking like same girl, <laughs> I uh-huh. like yeah. I cannot be trusted with a calendar. Like someone needs to do it for me because there's, first of all, like I, I will say it in my head, think I say it out loud. I'll forget it. I'll be all over the place. So like, I need that um, that focus, but I think what, you know, you've done really well and why you've gotten so far ahead is because you are so good at knowing your, your zone of genius and what your weaknesses are, and then finding smart people to fill those gaps. And I think that that's huge. And, um, and I, I want people, women, everyone listening to this to really let that sink in because we sometimes are so terrified to hire the right help or hire someone who feels smarter than us. But, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm the biggest advocate of this. I say it all the time. Like I, I want my team to be smarter than me, right? Like I, I want them to be able to do all the things that I can't do and, and put me in line when I need to be put in line and to focus and to hone in because if, if not, it's like I'm the master of my disaster. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's so, so important. And so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared all of that. I, I love it. And, you know, you had said you were running blind for like 10 years when you first Literally. started the business and you're like, okay, I'm good at my craft. I'm, I'm, I'm killing it. But like, what are numbers? What is, you know, what is the business side of it? So what, at what point did you recognize yeah, that this you're is like, the fun oh, story. Shit. shit, you know, this is a problem. Like what happened there that made yeah. you shift gears? Yeah. Well, again, like this is where I will forever be like an EO fan girl. I mean, I've been in <laughs> since 2012, you know, so it's been over 10 years now, but it's just, um, I mean, it literally saved my life. I don't even say my business, but like mm-hmm. my life it, it, where I was going, I was just such a workaholic and it was just embedded in me, but like I was not doing the right things. I don't regret it at all because I built a solid foundation in my hometown where people knew that if we were doing these events, like they could count on us. I mean, we were the ones with the 55 page timelines. And I mean, we are literally the mommy of of everything. And it has so much to do with, again, your communication, your people, your processes. We had templates. We've always been a paperless company. Always. That's a whole nother story. When our town flooded and our vendors lost everything, then they're like, can you teach us what that cloud thing is? And what that Dropbox thing is, and what I mean, we had been using this for years because when I worked in healthcare, we had to use EMR, electronic medical records. Sure. And in college, my computer crashed and I lost everything right before graduation. So you feel that pain, and you're like, mm-hmm. I will never feel like that again. And so, like, I kind of became crazy and psycho about really how to be proactive. Mm-hmm. and how to, to, how to get ahead. And it, the key was like really technology. And I mean, pe- still today, people are afraid of putting things online and putting things in the cloud. Yeah. And I mean, COVID was actually a good thing because it forced some companies to really move over and change and rely on the cloud. Anyway, I totally mm-hmm. love my tangent. What was the question? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's the, what was the original question? Those are good points. The, um, the numbers. So, oh my God. I, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, so, this, like, so I am, uh, meeting part strategic partners and I'm, yeah. and I had an accountant that was like, a um, live in your basement kind of thing, you know, like mm-hmm. a friend of a friend. 
It okay. wasn't really an accountant. Let me be clear. And um, I, I didn't, again, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I'm sitting in, in a catalyst meeting, an accelerator EO catalyst meeting, and an accountant was speaking and they're talking about all these different things about insurance. And I'm like, oh shit, like we do that. We do that. And I'm like, I think I need to talk to them. And so then I ended up, you know, actually hiring a firm to, to do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then they suggested that I hire, you know, like someone on a retainer, you know, to help like run the business quarterly and stuff. So they got together and then they put all my spreadsheets together from Google sheets because I didn't have QuickBooks because I didn't know what that was. And, um, they're like, so basically all your numbers, there was like, I don't know, we did 250 something that year. And they're like 30 something of them were not only for free, but you paid these people this much money. They had all the numbers. Um, yeah. cause I mean, we're psycho about our, you know, building our budgets or whatever. Yeah. And, um, the, and the, t those 30 ish people, those were like the people that were the hardest and sp spent the least amount of money. It's never about the money for us. It's about the education of understanding that we are facilitating things for people spending their money and they don't understand what things cost because of TV and because of Pinterest. And so we're mm -hmm. the education of like, well, this is real life and this is what this really costs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it just keeps going up. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm just the messenger. Don't get pissed off. But I was shocked. And I got in my car. I'm like, I can't, I cried my, I mean, I'm not a crier. Um, I'm like, they're like, you can't do this. They're like, you're going to stroke. And I was, I mean, again, the bank account, there's always money there. So I wasn't like, you know, I'm still not mm -hmm. a numbers girl, <laughs> but I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And so Andy helped me come up with a business plan. Mm -hmm. It was a five-year plan, but we went from, we, we pared it down and he's like, you're only doing full service. We're splitting apart the planning yeah. because that can be tracked and you're going to learn to track your time, which is now what I teach. And, um, and he still, he actually has a program, but mm -hmm. it's all on paper where mine yeah. is all online and, and it's excellence. It's awesome. And, um, and he's like, and what's your goal? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, how many do you want to do? I'm like, mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that. It, like, I never know how many inquiries we're going to get. He's like, no, you are in control. I'm like, no, you don't understand the wedding industry. He's like, no girl, you don't understand. And I didn't, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, hypothetically. And I'm like, well, I would love to not work November and December so I can have the holidays with my family because I haven't really had a holiday because we're doing parties all the time. You know, so we started there mm -hmm. and then worked it worked back. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, if we do six in June. So anyway, long story short, we took it to 30. And yeah. then when we got to 30 that year, we made more money and profit because we split the design and the planning apart design mm -hmm. is a percentage because you can't put a number on creativity. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it's true, right? Sure. Sure. But then other things started to shift, like, you know, speaking opportunities started to come up and, mm -hmm. and I knew that I had to free myself up. And yeah. so we completely restructured everything. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of to that point, and this sounds so bad, but I'm sure like if you've been in entrepreneurship for even a couple of years now, you know, like the shit's hard and it's lonely at the top sometimes yeah. when you don't know what to do. And, um, and I, I hated my life. Like I literally hated my yeah. life. I gained a bunch of weight. I ate my way through it. Um, you know, I would not sleep. I, I was so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you have family problems, right? Then my dad got sick. My yeah. sister got sick. You know, it's just all these things happen and you're over here just trying to run, run, run. 
-hmm. And so I stepped out of my business for about six months and um, my team ran it and, you know, they did things differently, but, but no one died and, and no one was unhappy. Now, did it meet my expectations? No, but guess what? That's my problem because I Mm -hmm. was not an effective leader yet on clearly communicating my vision. It's still difficult sometimes. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, so you really, that's why I'm so passionate about like going and speaking and teaching. Like the more people I can talk to and reach and share with them first, especially women, Mm -hmm. because we think we can do it all. We Mm -hmm. think that our culture has gotten, has shifted and it's so much better now, so much better. Yeah. But even the first 10 years being a woman and being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. it's it's just different and it's hard. And like, if we're yeah. emotional, we're crazy. And then if we're stern, we're a bitch. And it's like, yeah. you can be stern and aggressive and nice mm-hmm. and polite and kind and say it with a smile on your face, but better yet, you don't have to be the one doing that. Someone else can be doing that in your yeah. company. If that's not you and you're not comfortable doing it, why the hell are you pushing yourself mm-hmm. Unless that uncomfortable zone is going to get you to do something better and bigger. But usually dealing with like those trivial, like day-to-day problems Mm -hmm. or things that really, they do matter in the moment, but in the big grand scheme of things, when you're over here trying to get a $5 million loan to go invest in real estate, to build a venue, and you've got two people over here arguing because the girlfriend slept with somebody else, I don't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, I got way bigger things going on over here. Yeah. Yeah. Let somebody else deal with that. But you've got yeah. to teach them. You've got mm-hmm. to teach them how to do it. It's all about, yeah. it's all about the people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it, it truly is. You know, and the reality is like, if you don't like it, it's your fault. If you don't like how something's happening, it's your fault. If they messed up, it's your fault, you know? And, and that was, and I don't know about you, but when I, learned that or, or recognized that that was the case more. So it was a hard pill to swallow, like, mm-hmm. and, in looking inside and saying, well, shit, um, if she's, it, you know, if this team person on my team isn't handling X, Y, and Z matters well, or I don't like how that's done, or she's not speaking the right way to a client or whatever that like, that is my fault. Right. 100%. Um, because I failed to some degree to be a leader. And that was, was probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned and takes the most amount of practice uh, and getting uncomfortable and, and continuing to learn, which I will say, I mean, EO has, and I've been in for a very short period of time, like um, in WPO too, has been mm-hmm. so fundamental in helping me through that, you know, especially I've, I've been in, in WPO now probably for like six years or so. I actually don't know. I have zero concept of time. So don't like anybody listening who does know the facts there. Don't, I, I don't know. Tell me how long I have no idea. So um but in any event like that, that's huge. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's so important too, for all of you entrepreneurs out there, which probably most of you who are like you, Angela, like that hate the numbers and they're like, oh, math, like, I don't want to look at that. I want to do my craft. I want to do what I'm really good at. Like, you know, um, the thing is, 
it doesn't have to be hard, right? Like you can hire people to help break it down, to help make it simple. So it's not overwhelming because I, and I tell this to, to my clients all the time. Like, I promise you, once you rip the bandaid off, it's not painful, yep. right? Nope. It, it actually gets easier. It gets less anxiety, um, you know, uh, less of a burden, but more importantly, you know, and you highlighted this so perfectly is like when you can better understand and digest your numbers and understand the hours that you're spending per client or per project or yes. whatever it is that you're doing in the profit involved, it allows you to have better control of your day, better control of your business. That's my dog. Uh, Rem, every time never fails. I'm home today with her. And so here we have it, folks. Like Remy is disrupting again. <laughs> I have a dog too. She's being good right this second. I watch her start barking in response to Remy barking, right? Good thing you have headphones on. Um, so, so yeah, like it's, it's funny how your, your problem fuels your problem sometimes. And so, um, you know, when you, you understand that you guys can understand like what parts of your business are a drag or a drain, and you can cut that out, cut out the dead weight and really hone in on what's profitable. So you can free up time so that you can focus on the things that you love to focus on. And, and you mentioned this too, is like cutting out the people who like suck the life out of you, who yeah. are your most difficult clients. Cause a lot of times they are costing you money. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, and I, I'd say I, that was a, a, another lesson for me to learn is like, man, it's okay to say no to people. It's okay to not yes. take all the business. Like, you know, um, cause in, when you're starting out and, and when you're new, like you feel like you have to say yes to everything, you know, what's that opportunity I'm giving up and I can't afford to say no, but, um, it's costing you to say yes sometimes. So, um, you know, I think that's just important to reiterate and, and make sure that if you aren't yet really focusing on the numbers to, to do it, to dig in, to look at that in your hours. And, um, cause it's so critical to, to all the things that follow in and to get the right professionals in your corner, you get what you pay for. I say this all the time and, um, you know, it's what, what is that thing? Pound penny smart and no pound foolish to help me out here. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh gosh, I don't. Is that no? a quote? Okay. Is it a quote or a saying? Um, penny wise and pound foolish, something like that. Where yeah. is Long story short, don't be an idiot. Like right. don't focus on price over value, right? And, right? and really look at what the value is in the results. And so to your point, you had like a basement buddy, you know, accountant or whatever. And, and he was kind of like inadvertently screwing you over and it wasn't intended. It's just right. neither one of you knew what you didn't know. And, and another thing too, and I was just having a conversation the other day about this with a client of mine is like, we outgrow our professionals too sometimes, you know, yep. like if you're accountant was great when you were a little business, but now that you're a big business, you may need someone who specializes in that. And that's okay. Relationships sometimes have seasons, that's um, right. you know, and, and that in itself is something I, <laughs> to, to be okay with, because we feel guilty sometimes for, for leaving someone else um, that we've had that relationship with, that they are a, a great human. So, but one thing I, I would love for you to talk a bit about, and maybe even giving a couple of tips and tips and tricks, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, about that you mentioned that you do speak about is time and tracking time. Because if I would say like the thing that comes up the most, especially with my mastermind clients, like I have no time. I am exhausted. What yeah. do I do? You know, and we're working on that right now, actually. And, yeah. and it, it is, it's that yeah. feeling of like, oh my gosh, I, my rubber band is stretching and it's stretching and it's stretching. And at some point it's going to snap and I need to yeah. figure out 
how to make more available and what to do. So what would you say yeah. um, in, in looking at that? Like, what are some of your, your tips for, for time and tracking it to be more effective? Well, I mean, there's, there's so many things that you can do, but like over the years, like the framework that we use is um, that the, the whole end goal of being productive is to be present. The only way to be present, especially as an entrepreneur, if you have ADHD, is <laughs> I, again, I have figured out that people are like, what mm -hmm. do you take? They're like, what are you on? I'm like, I don't take any medicine. Like, I don't, I don't like pill. I don't like that. Um, and I'm a little more like holistic when it comes to that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, and because I mean, I worked in healthcare with the pharma in industry. Sure. Like I've seen things that I'm just, I mean, that's a whole different story. Um, with, I'm you sure know, we could have a and, whole nother episode on that. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, what was the question? I'm like, squirrel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, total squirrel. I'm like, wait, what, which, which question? Um, time. I'm sorry. time. Time. So it's like the whole like GSD thing is mm -hmm. like, get shit done. Yes. And um, so Andy Bailey, he's like, I want you to track your time for a year. Not only are you going to track it, you're going to color code it. And I'm like, no, you don't understand, you know, whatever. But he, he's like, I'm going to fire you if you don't, you know, it's like you've got, mm -hmm. and no one had ever said that to me before. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. So I did it for <laughs> a full year. And, yeah. and what I did, and again, I did everything that I teach and preach. I've, I, it's like, things that I came up with myself because everything has to be a game with me. Like if it's not fun, it's, it's not a game. I ain't doing it. And yeah. so I'm not doing it anymore. So, um, I, I had like these buckets cause I love the beach and I'm like, okay, we're going to have time buckets. And then, uh, you know, it's like, you've got your personal life, which mm -hmm. is you, not your partner, not your spouse, not your kids, not your dog. It's you. <laughs> What are you doing for you? And what do you have to do every day or every mm -hmm. week or every month? And we, it's like, we break it down. Everybody yeah. has birthdays. Everybody has holidays. The annual shit, put it down. You know, every week you're going to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Like there's things you got to do, right? Every day. What can you automate? What can you order? What can you outsource? I don't wash my hair. I don't grocery shop. I don't do laundry. I don't clean my house. I outsource everything. Some people are like, you're just a wrench bit. No, it has nothing. I'm not too good. It's none of that. I am freeing up my time. I have a car. I love my car. I Uber a lot because I, I need yeah. to work. Traffic is, a, is atrocious. I travel a lot. So listing out, seeing on paper, everything you do, and, and then you break mm -hmm. it apart. And so yeah. you do you, you do your family, you do your business. And then how are you going to grow? You know, so you have these different pots and the reason I, I went from buckets to pots now, well, pots are really in. I just came from market. I'm like, these are beautiful. <laughs> Everything. Oh, I like how it's on tread now. <laughs> right. It, like, it will, yeah. but also too, like it makes more sense because mm -hmm. when you plant a seed, it grows. Right. Yeah, and so it yeah, all plays into my psychology methodology mm -hmm. um, to help people remember, like when they look at a color, they remember, oh, that's my personality. This is how I need to communicate to be mm -hmm. effective and not like start a shitstorm or, or cause yeah. any type of um, conflict. And so the only way we were able to do that is to color code everything. So we took the, you know, the, the buckets, the time buckets of all the time. And when you really start to break it apart, it's very interesting. And so there, there's a, there's a vast difference and okay, I can outsource that. 
um, and thinking that you're creating something that you can't teach somebody else to do. Mm-hmm. I did that for 10 years. Don't do that. Like, just take it from me. Don't do that. Yeah. If you create a monster that's so unique, which feels really good for a little bit, like, don't do that because your time will be the life will be sucked out of you. Yeah. So by tracking my time and color coding my calendar, um, I was able to see week to week how unbalanced I was. Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of everything's in red that that's a meeting. My face has to be on it. A podcast, me speaking on stage, um, me doing a collaboration for TikTok or Instagram that requires my face. Uh, Everything else doesn't. And so I'm not involved in that. So, you know, you separate the personal brand from the company brand but so everything is color coded and then orange is like my personal time blue is like things at home and then we have color coded for like the company and that's fully managed full time by someone else <laughs> um who is the right brain type mm-hmm. and so after i did it for a year you run the numbers and by the way if you do this on a google calendar or iCal we just use iCal we don't use anything fancy we do have google, google calendars we pull in um, for our CRM and things like that. But you, if you're consistent, you can run a report at the end of the year. So like, for instance, if we, um, if people want to know, like how many times you did this beautiful wedding for this girl, Diana, and how long did that take? I'm like, well, I can go into my little, my system, type in her Mm -hmm. name because it's, it's entered in the exact same way every single time. Yeah. And And then it's all automated to QuickBooks and everything. And, um, and tell you exactly, oh, 272 hours. And what is that worth? And how many people did that take? Yeah. Not just to pay that, the overhead and, and all that, but then you've got the business expenses. So mm-hmm. when people are like, oh my God, you started this. I'm like, I run a business, not a hobby. It's not a hobby anymore. It's a business and that costs money. And so that's yeah. the reason we only work with entrepreneurs now. We don't work with people who aren't because it's too hard of a discussion to get them to understand and the people who are not entrepreneurs, they're not willing to change because they don't feel the pain because they have yep. a nine to five job and they have comfort. Mm-hmm. But that's where conflict comes in with families and households. And so at work, by helping and teaching and leading like these psychology classes and then teaching people yeah. how to break their time apart, you ruffle some feathers because people go mm-hmm. home and they're like, I heard this girl speak and blah, 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 blah. And, and they get excited. And, and sometimes like it saves marriages. Like i people that reach out and tell me like the most amazing things. And then I have people reach out and tell me the saddest things. But a year later, they're like, I'm so, I was angry at first, but I needed Mm -hmm. that push to get out because I was in such a toxic situation that the bandaid had to be ripped off. You know, so, and, and most of us as entrepreneurs, we got out of corporate America if we were in it because we don't want to be told what to do. So you are your worst enemy. I mean, you've said it, but when you're not being accountable to something yourself Mm -hmm. first, how are you going to show up for your clients? And it will catch up with you. I mean, it, yeah. and that's what happened to me. I almost died of COVID and it, it will catch up with you. And you, when you don't take time for you, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's not good. And so yeah. when I was in my twenties, you know, I never slept. I got this reputation of Angela's robot. I mean, she doesn't need to sleep. And like, then people were like, are you snorting cocaine? I'm like, my dad was a drug cop. Like I drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> okay. Like, no, I don't do drugs. I don't take Adderall. Like I'm naturally wired high fucking strong. You know, like I wake up excited. If I look at my calendar the night before I go to bed, Mm-hmm. And if I see what I'm doing the next day and I'm like, oh my God, I love that client. Oh my God. I'm so excited about that strategy. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so excited about that trip. I, I, I can, my adrenaline can go. But if I look and I'm not excited, 
mm, there's a problem. And that's mm -hmm. a good indication for your calendar for you to look in the mirror and start to learn to say no, even with my yeah. own family. And again, when I say it ruffles feathers, it ruffles feathers because you're changing and you're shifting and you're different. Mm -hmm. And if those people can't come with you, they no longer serve you. And as yeah. women, we hold on to it. And that's the first thing I'll say. There's a, uh, a book, I think it's like hire slow, fire fast. Yes. I don't just yeah. do that in business. I do that in personal life, mm -hmm. family life. I don't get along with all my family. That's okay. It, yeah. We live a very different nine to five lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And um, and we just don't have a conversation about it. Yeah. We, we don't talk much because we don't have that much in common. It doesn't make us bad people. And it doesn't mm -hmm. make your life more important or my life more important. It's just a choice. It's a choice to wake yeah. up happy every day and be excited about what you're going to do. Life sucks sometimes, but mm -hmm. when you practice gratitude, it, it, it changes your perspective. Go travel the world, go to some third world countries where we think we have it bad here sometimes in America. And I'm like, wow, I really understand now because I'm feeling it as I'm traveling. Yeah. Why people say Americans are so entitled and Americans are this and that. I'm like, I get it. But mm -hmm. it is stereotyping. But then I say out loud, oh my God, it's so freaking cold here. You guys don't have heat. And I mean, for them, you know, it's like 25 degrees and that's effing cold. I mean, we know, but for it's, it's just so different um, mm -hmm. traveling the world and like seeing what real poverty yeah. is. Yeah. Like it, it, and it keeps you mindful of, when your flight gets canceled and you have to rearrange your schedule and it costs you 15 grand to get a mm -hmm. ticket to go across the world and to make it to another thing, you've overbooked yourself. You know, so it's those mm -hmm. stressors and all the things I've done over the years. And if it causes yeah. you stress, we plan ahead. And that's how you mm -hmm. get control of your time is you've got to see it. And listen, I don't love paper, but for strategy and like get you the biggest whiteboard and calendar out your life. But just take a picture of it and make sure it's in the cloud before you go to bed. In case something <laughs> happened, okay? But I'm all about it. But if you, if you can't see it, you know, you hear this saying all the time, you don't mm -hmm. know where you're going. It's like flying, you buy a plane ticket because you know where you're going. You may not right. know you're going to go on 10 trips this year for work, but you know the destination for a short period. So if it's hard to plan, like I don't believe anymore in like the 10-year plan, the five-year plan. Mm -hmm. I mean, even my one-year plans change frequently um, to say yes to the right opportunities. But you've got to know your numbers. Like that's the mm -hmm. foundation is yeah. the numbers. So you can make those smart decisions and and very confidently say, I can't do that. But when my family's yeah. like, can you do this? And da, 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 I'm like, for, you have to pay this much for labor and mm -hmm. overhead, you know, it's not like I'm going to make a, a ton of a profit or anything. They don't understand. And then they get pissed off and mad. And then I'm, yeah. you know. You know, and so it just spirals out of control. So it's like learning how to navigate that therapy is a great thing. Um, <laughs> yes, I it is. I <laughs> highly recommend therapy and mediators is good. Mm -hmm. um, but again, going back to like the whole framework of time, your productivity will get better and naturally skyrocket when you yeah. start to be happier. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we developed a whole framework around that. Yeah. Like our productivity yeah. Um, P and our four P process, people, processes, productivity, profit, our P went all, I mean, for 10 years, it was about software and automation. That's what we did. We did strategy. Yeah. We don't do any of that anymore. It completely changed to wellness because of my own story where, I mean, I was so unproductive. I mean, I was sitting working for 15 hours doing, redoing business plans and, mm -hmm. and events. And, um, 
I mean, I gained so much, I got over a hundred pounds to be exact. And then I said, I got a treadmill desk and that's what like, I was like, okay, I'm coming, you know, I can get it back. I know I need to move 10,000 steps a day. And I felt so much better. So when you feel better as a leader, you're more positive, you're happy, mm-hmm. your team's happier. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't, I never told any of my team, Hey, you have to get a treadmill desk. They never asked me to pay for it or any, they just on their own. They're like one day and none of, let me be clear. They're younger, thinner, like, you know, <laughs> stress levels a little bit different over here, but, um, they were like, and now all these people in my industry have gotten treadmill desks and not only are they losing weight, which is what you see physically, especially on social sure. media, but what they don't know is the happiness and mm-hmm. things are lighter and the productivity yeah. is better. And you know, that's all I started doing first is moving 10,000. And I was a dancer. And so I got back into dancing with the kids and then I helped raise my nieces, which keeps me very close to them too, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then during COVID, I'm like, I'm getting on TikTok and I'm just dancing. I don't give a shit what people think about me anymore. I don't care if they think it's unprofessional. I'm just going to have fun. Cause I, I think I was, I was like, I'm just going to die. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't ever going to yeah. go to another country. Yeah. You know, so then you just don't care anymore, but that's what people started to respond to. So then I started yeah. going to these conferences to teach productivity and it is, it's not a sexy topic, but when you pull back the layers, like mm-hmm. What's that movie on Netflix? The Glass Onion. If you haven't watched it, it's so good. Know. But it's like peeling back the layers. Yeah. I, don't, I don't watch movies at all. That's like the one for the year that I saw that I was like, this is amazing. And my, like the guy did a lot of research. He's like, I think you're really, really, really going to like this. And I did. Mm-hmm. I loved it because I could relate to it because we peel back the onion. Yeah. And, um, you know, and when you do that, you do have tears and you do have hard times and you do have sleepless nights. And there is things that I'm like, Shit sucks sometimes, but if you wake up and say that all the time and go to bed with that attitude, you will rot, you will rot. And Mm -hmm. so I had to learn to shift my mindset. So a lot of books and podcasts and EO stuff and going to women's conference and Mm -hmm. surrounding myself with, with that energy that I need to like, we all need that. We all need motivation, no matter how strong you are, but it taught me to have a lot more empathy. And then when you get to the core of it, now that we've shifted this, um, things are so much, it's just different. And and yeah. people realize now that if you plan ahead and you have a strategy, you understand what you want and you actually take mm-hmm. the space and capacity to think about what do I want? And sure, we all have yeah. responsibilities that we are bound to. You know, some moms are like, well, I just want to freaking kill my kids or kick them out or, you know, and we, we have things we have to do. Um, but how can you make the best of it? And how can yep. you make other people feel when, when your presence in, is in the room? Yeah. And is it happy or not? And if it's not, why not? Usually mm-hmm. it's because you're not happy. So yeah. it, it really starts with you. I love that. And, and, you know, I heard this quote the other day. It's like, you know, when you're a leader or when you're looking at your life, you, you only get one and every day needs to have meaning and, and live with intention. And, and I actually, you know, I believe so much in that in terms of like, when you're in the room, like be the light, you know, I have a tattoo on my wrist that reminds me of that. And, and, and it has so much meaning, but, but like, not every day is going to be good, right? Not every day is going to be a good day. Life is hard hard. It can suck. There's going to be these moments, but we still have to show up. We still have a job to do, a company to lead, people who count on us. And so it's like, even though not every day is going to be a good day, how can you make it mean the most, right? So, so how can you make the most of that day, regardless of, of what it gives you? And so, um, that's great, you know, and, and thank you so much. You gave 
tremendous advice. I love, love, love the, cause I, I'm a fanatic about time and time blocking and calendar, but what I have never done before. And now like, I super love that you said this is the, the, how you integrated and pulled it into QuickBooks with the stats and like, yes, that is money right there. So I am totally going to look into doing something like that. It's huge. And and who would have thought, Angela, like this is another spin your life has taken that you would be on a podcast talking about how you need to know your numbers. <laughs> and I'm not a numbers girl, but it's wow. the most important thing. It's so important. Yeah. So know your numbers, know your numbers, yes. know your time and your calendar and control it. You are the only one, you guys, like you are the only one that can control your mood, your life, your happiness and where you're going. And so please, for the love of God, own that because you only get one life. So take some of Angela's advice. She is this incredible ray of sunshine and energy, and she's not on drugs. We just learned. No, no I'm just kidding. Um, so when, uh, how can people find you? How can people find you? And what is the best way to engage? Yeah, they, I mean, my website, angelaprofit.com, uh, two F's, F is in fun and T, two T's as in time. And um, it, it's like everybody, they're like, is that a stage name? Is that like a branding thing? I'm like, no, my ex-husband's real last name is Prophet with two F's and two T's. And I would have spelt it the right way if it was a branding thing. And everyone professionally knew me with that last name. So yeah. I just kept it. And then it actually works. I wasn't an entrepreneur then, but they, they go to my <laughs> website and um, yeah. And just check awesome. us out. We're on Instagram and TikTok a lot. Uh, again, just under my name. And we put out a lot, a lot of free content to really just, bring happiness to people. Is it cheesy as it sounds? People are on social media because they need a release. They need to smile. They need something fun. Mm -hmm. We do. And we will have all of your contact information in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate it. And until next time, continue being the powerhouse that you are. Thanks so much for listening to Becoming Powerhouse. You can find all of the links to our site and resources in the show notes. Let's connect on Instagram at powherhousemoney. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at powerhousemoney.com. Remember, I want to connect with you. I want to hear your thoughts and help you with all the challenges you're having. So engage, send me a DM. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, let us know and go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Thank you.